the whole world gone crazy! Am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the rules? Welcome back to the Lowbrow Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Danielle. And this is our Law & Order SVU companion, I guess. we uh, Ripping off Fight Companion is what we're doing. This is a direct ripoff of Fight Companion. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> it's actually nothing like Fight Companion, but I... It's a companion I, piece. A companion piece. Yes. This is uh, for... Law and Order SVU, which is streaming on Netflix. It's Danielle's favorite show. And we are going to be doing commentary on probably one of the more famous, I think, of the, of the, of the, the post-Chris Maloney episodes, uh, Funny Valentine, which is season 14, episode 16. So if you want to watch the episode before listening to this podcast, it's season 14, episode 16, also known as the Chris Brown episode. Yeah, it's the uh, pretty directly Chris Brown, Rihanna, we're going to have a statement about this pop culture thing, Law & Order episode. Yes, in, in uh, true Law & Order SVU form, uh, making a comment about something without necessarily having all the pop culture information, but uh, making it nonetheless. So uh, uh, before we get into the episode... Because Danielle is our SVU episode, uh, would you say it's your favorite show or among your favorite shows? How would you describe it? I would describe it, um, hmm, I, I, I guess f when you first said favorite, I was kind of like, wait, hold on a minute, that makes me look kind of like basic, <laughs> but <laughs> um, it, I guess it's a favorite uh, show, um, it's one that... I, it's been on forever, um, and I've like grown up watching it. And there's something weirdly comforting about it, even though it, um, you know, deals with rape and murder and all that fun stuff. So yeah, it's just something that um, I like the characters. Obviously, I was a big Christopher Maloney fan who um, played the character of Stabler, uh, and and his relationship, non-relationship, whatever weird thing um, with him and uh, Olivia Benson. Uh, it's just been, I just, I can remember in like middle school being like, oh, like Mariska's so cool, <laughs> like who plays Olivia Benson. Um, so yeah, I just really like it. I, I don't like the episodes as much uh, currently because it's, non-Christopher Maloney and they seem to get cheesier and cheesier by the year uh and this is this is season 14 so they're kind of entering like pretty cheese hard territory uh I don't watch the current current ones but I eventually I'm sure I will but it's just it's just a, a show I like a lot <laughs> it, it's it's funny how um you said, oh, at my favorite show, I don't want to sound basic and not, I don't sound like I'm obsessed with Mirip and Murder. <laughs> it's a very popular show, so there's something about the show that that appeals to a wide audience. Well, that's what I think is cool. Like, there's like housewives in like Minnesota that are like, oh, I can't wait for my like special victims unit tonight, you know, and it's like dealing with this kind of like heavy, like fucked up kind of subject matter but it's like people like that are watching it and then you know like hipsters and like Williamsburg like it too so it it's definitely got a big 
a big range. There's a strange cultural prudeness, I think, when it comes to this subject matter. But like, if if really, if you look throughout like literature and and there, as long as there's been fiction, this is the stuff that people are interested in. Yeah, and I'm I'm a big crime person anyway. Like a lot of the audiobooks and stuff like that, I listen to. I feel like if I didn't um, do what I do, I would probably maybe want to be a detective or something. So I think that's part of it. It's probably a big part of it. I don't know why I didn't think of that first. You want to be Olivia? Well, I feel like I I am Olivia in some ways, but I I would like to be full Olivia, if that's what you're saying. So uh, was there anything that stood out about this particular episode uh, that that you you found was interesting or infuriating or, or anything that you liked? I think this episode... Because it just kind of hit you over the head even more so than other episodes with kind of the direct pop culture, uh, you know, Chris Brown, Rihanna deal, they definitely had more pop culture people in it, like Perez Hilton was in it, and like he was talking about the Perez Hilton website, but it was actually him. Was that actually Perez Hilton? It was. And then they actually had Wendy Williams on it, who's a talk show host and I guess that's, I'm not sure what else, but that's, she was actually on it being like, oh, we sit down and talk with this person, you know, so they had her and then Jeffrey Tambor, who's been in other ones, um, you know, also known as Pop Pop in Arrested Development and uh, also in Transparent more recently. Uh, He's, you know, the lawyer and he's done other stuff with Law and Order, but, you know, he's like a bigger name and they definitely seem to like have bigger people on this episode. I thought it was, uh, now that you mention it, it's kind of interesting because a lot of times in sports movies, they'll feature actual athletes or actual commentators. And I sometimes think that's not necessarily a good thing. Sometimes it can take you out, you forget, or it kind of hits you over the head with the fact that you are watching uh, a fictionalized universe with actual people in it. Yeah, Yeah. no, I I think, yeah, I'd agree. But yeah, I guess that's that's what stands out the most for me in this one is that they definitely kind of, and... They also, this episode seems like more dramatic, and they're all pretty damn dramatic, but this one seems like a little bit even more like, like you, like just the video of the girl, you know, singing when she's nine years old and then, you know, playing it at the end, like when she's dead, (laughs) like not to spoiler, I guess. Um, So yeah, they, they seem to definitely kind of go even more over the top than normal. And it's kind of funny because in the beginning they show the uh, the, the video of the girl singing and you can almost tell right away like this will probably be playing again at the end of the episode and they're probably going to revisit it. And indeed they do. Uh, I thought it was interesting that they, they, they really kind of spelled it out for their audience. There's this kind of telling scene in the beginning where the Caleb – is the Chris Brown character, kind of pulls his, the dress down the side of her shoulder and says, we need to show more of that body. And she kind of shrugs and says, whatever sells, which is uh, uh, a, a commentary, I guess, on the sexualization of young girls in hip hop. Uh, seems, seems like, to me, that felt like kind of like, like, like the, uh, a bunch of middle-aged white people in a writer's room kind of making a statement about hip hop. Another thing that I... Uh, 
just to piggyback on your comment about the uh, the the pop culture references, at one point, I believe it's Ice T's character uh, says, "Oh, they should go on a double date with Chris Brown and Rihanna." Uh, as an expert, that was actually Detective Munch that said that. But yes, he does say at some point he goes, "Yeah, they, it's almost like they should go on a double date with Chris Brown and Rihanna." Like we weren't even like in case you didn't get it, <laughs> like this is who we're talking about. But yes, it was, it was, uh, Ice-T says some other pretty simplistic, basic things, but Thank, thank you for clarifying. Thanks for clarifying. That's why we have her here. Uh, she's the expert. I, I kind of took notes on it. Um, for other pop culture stuff. Oh, the, Co- oh, oh, Ice-T makes the Kobe reference. Yes. Yeah. He offered, uh, Caleb's character about halfway through the episode offers her a friendship ring. Um, which, uh, Ice-T says, oh, that's straight from the Kobe Bryant playbook. Kobe Bryant, who um, uh, never beat his his uh, his wife or girlfriend, to my knowledge, but um, may allegedly did some pretty awful shit. Um, Munch also has the great line: "Oh, you're pushing them together. That's Romeo and Juliet 101." So a nice, uh, uh, I guess, very old pop culture reference. That's like old old pop culture. And he kind of plays that role in a lot of ways, Detective Munch. He's kind of like the um and and kind of Ice T now as like the more recent episodes come out, like earlier Munch would kind of be I don't understand all this stuff like computers what <laughs> like I, I prefer old pen and paper like he's kind of like the old school guy and now in the more recent episodes like ice T's kind of older so he's kind of like you're telling me this like you know like he's kind of like man like times have changed like so they definitely and, and maybe that's kind of you know just a small part of why they have that super broad range of audience members because they definitely have like the here's like the you know younger kind of guy here's like the older you know they have all the different uh age ranges kind of within the the squad characters uh, the cheesiness and the form formulaic uhness which is not a word seems to be kind of the charm of the show doesn't it yeah i would say so uh so uh there, there's another pop culture. Oh, oh that's right. Um, no one. At some point, there's a shooting at the end of the. We're assuming you've already seen it. So Caleb, we don't see it on 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 screen, but Caleb shoots Brass, who's uh, Misha's mentor. Nobody's there to test, or nobody's willing to testify. And Ice T says, "Well, they didn't find out who shot Tupac or Biggie yet either." <laughs> and right. the more the years that go by, the more dated a reference that becomes. Um, so that's the pop culture stuff. Uh, also, Ice T, uh, old man Ice T, but also Streetwise Ice T. He's, you know, he's, he makes a reference to a burner at one point. It's like um, classic burner move. He's like, oh, he went old school with his tactics, like burner cell phone. You're like, well, of course, Ice T knows about those like shady things. <laughs> so, um, as far as um, what the show. Uh, seem to be trying to say do you have any thoughts about that or that um yeah again this is assuming that you've seen the episode or you kind of have an understanding of how law and order episodes go I'm, i'm pretty sure uh if if uh you have ever watched an episode you probably kind of have an idea of where it's going uh but i think with this particular episode it's basically just that plain and simple like domestic violence is serious and real basically and it's uh something that needs to be addressed and it has some pretty dire outcomes if not 
Yeah, and it's funny because like what the show is trying to say is absolutely true, and it's nothing I would argue with. And it's it's kind of, I guess, the humor to me is that that they're presenting something that isn't funny and that is true and that is grossly misunderstood in a way that's like very formulaic and kind of like humorously cheesy. And but I, maybe that's the medium by which you have to get uh, get the message across. I, I do find with all these cop shows, and this is just maybe troubling to me uh, based on my personal politics, um, but generally the, 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 the biggest villain in a lot of these shows is due process, and, and they always, uh, you know, basically the second the lawyer shows up, the lawyer's always a sleaze bag who's trying, you know, a lot of lawyers are sleazy, but uh, it seems like the, uh, the, the rights of the accused are always like a nuisance <laughs> to the people who write the plot and something to get around. Uh, the, the and Law and Order does, I, I would agree with you um, in most cases, but I know Savu in particular, there are a few episodes that do address, um, you know, that sometimes the accused can kind of get wrongly accused and that's very tough for the detectives that uh you know prosecuted them and everything but they definitely there are a handful of episodes i can think of um with multiple detectives where someone um you know was was wrongly accused put in jail or you know put wherever and they spend the whole episode figuring out um you know who really was the bad guy um or gal and you know make sure that he gets his final justice you know even if he's been in jail for 20 years or something so it always ends with like okay well the cops are still like doing the best they can some things slip through the cracks but if they find something they work effortlessly you're like or tirelessly to you know figure out uh who who was the real vi- person and maybe that's part of the appeal of the show is it's kind of like what we wish cops were actually like, but like we kind of don't believe that I'm, – I'm, you know, this is not a heavily political podcast, but we have our, our, our beliefs and I, I kind of don't believe that cops are, ba- are, are all good and, and kind of above board. And I think that just kind of watching uh, Making a Murder is, is – <laughs> Is, well, I mean, that's a, one of the reasons why I wouldn't be a detective is because after watching this, like, I mean, I I don't know what season it is, but it's like season like 16-ish, I think, where Olivia eventually like gets to have like a family or like some semblance of that. Like she is just for 16 damn seasons, like in like 24-7 SVU world. Like she doesn't have a life. And so that's not, and I mean, Stabler, you know, that was always the big thing with him. He had a wife, he had kids, he had this like life outside of SVU, but he would always have conflict with them because SVU just took all of his time. So they definitely portray them, um, those two characters in particular, is just kind of around the clock, you know, their job is their life kind of a thing. So watching that has been like, like, I don't want to like have to do all that all the time. So I, I mean, there's definitely like less dedicated detectives than Olivia Benson and Elliot Stabler, uh, I think for the most part. Um, but is, is that the problem with law enforcement that more more uh, murder police <laughs> aren't like Olivia and Stabler? Oh well, I think that's all right there. 
All right, so we just figured out the problem with the criminal <laughs> justice system. Uh, and um, yeah, as far as this episode, what, what would you, uh, if you were to grade this episode, what, what would you give it, like letter grade wise? Out of all the SVU episodes? Out of all of them. Um, I'll give us one like just a straight B. No minus or plus, just like middle of the road B. Okay. I'd probably go uh, B minus based on what I see, but uh, uh, that's keeping in mind that my opinion is is uh, far less valuable because I know far less about the show. But I'd say all in all, uh, I think like a, you know, a solid episode for what it is. Yeah, definitely. One, one to watch, uh, but there's also a lot of other really good ones. Yeah, I guess what was... Uh, what bumps it down for me is uh, there's no continuing storyline, and what like what I do like from some of the episodes I've seen is that there's a storyline that carries on from episode to episode, and this one felt very serial and, and just kind of like a, not serial. It, it felt like just a, kind of like a one off. Yeah, it's definitely a one off. I, I think like what bumps it down uh, for me a little bit is there's not much. Uh, not much of the episode like really goes into like the crime scene because it's like there's less of a crime scene you know what I mean it it deals more with like the public personas of the two singers and you know kind of like their life as opposed to I like some of the episodes where they kind of are breaking down you know what happened and you know we know right away in this episode who did what and who's guilty and who's not guilty and i like some of the ones where that's a little bit of a mystery yeah the investigation i think is a big part of the suspense and like the eventual reveal uh, of uh who the person is and sometimes there's a little switcheroo or something like that and, th- and this was more kind of about like kind of like you said the battle uh in the public eye and and they seem yeah. to have something to say about that do you have anything else to say about this episode um Hmm. I don't think so. I, I think, I don't know, I don't really have much bad to say about this film. <laughs> so I think we kind of talked of, you know, some of some of the highlights of it and uh, breakdowns. And it definitely follows all, mostly the formula that they kind of go for from episode to episode. Uh, and it's just, it fits in with everything they do. And I kind of wish that we don't have cable or anything. So I kind of, I, I feel like, if we did, I would definitely be watching. I know that they recently have like a Trump episode that's like that CBS like pulled at last minute or something like that. I'm like, ah, oh, like SVU is just, you know, staying on top of this. Like there, there are some people in that like, you know, writing room that like are just been there forever and they're not quitting. So. Yeah, they're dug in. So if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, this is probably not a typical episode, but I I think at this point we've kind of thrown out um, uh, any semblance of a... a structure or anything. We're just kind of doing the episodes whenever uh, whenever we have the time. Yeah. I mean, unlike Olivia Benson, we have other stuff going on. Um, and unfortunately, podcasting is not our full-time jobs at the moment. So yeah, we've kind of just been doing here and there a little bit of everything. But this is a, a passion project, might yeah. you call it? Yeah. You can, um, well, if you want to know when we have a new episode, you can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. And uh, that way it'll automatically download whenever one pops up, Um, especially if you are – I'm sure this isn't the last Law & Order uh, uh, breakdown that we'll be doing. Um, 
And uh, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at Lowbrow Podcast. Uh, generally live tweeting the UFC events, which have nothing to do with Law and Order SVU. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, um, occasionally, I, I will post something up there, but the best way to keep up with what we're doing is on Twitter at Lowbrow Podcast. So thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you later.